Hi, favorites. It's your girl, Nunu Paris. And before this episode gets started, please, if you can, click the link in our bio to nominate us for Best of DC, sponsored by Washington City Paper. Please nominate Wait, Don't Do It for Best Local Instagram Account and Best Performance Artist. Please nominate Rafi for Best Personal Trainer. And of course, nominate your girl, Nunu Paris, for Best Visual Artist. Thank you, favorites. Now enjoy the episode. Mwah. Welcome to the Pink Table Talk. My name is Rafi. And it is the local legend you'll never see, Nunu Paris. And this is Wait, Wait, Don't Don't Do Do It, It, where we tell you to wait. Don't worry. We are back stronger than ever. Back for season five. Nunu, how are we doing? We haven't been together in a mic together for a while. I I know. I love this uh, pre-premiere episode. Season five, y'all premieres July 30th for all you new listeners and all you longtime fans. (laughs) July 30th market calendars, but we just wanted to give a pre-episode just to give some life updates, right? Talk about some some issues people have been asking us to discuss. A lot's been going on. I just got approved for my new apartment today. Congrats! Yes! Y'all, I'm doing it to Logan Circle. Uh, zip code two zero 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 five. You just keep changing the two zero zeros. I know. I literally swapped <laughs> several times, but it's so funny because my first like big boy apartment in DC was in Brooklyn, and then I moved to Eleventh Street, which was a garbage dump where it I was lived, where I lived on off Eleventh Street. It was off U Street, y'all. Um, and then I moved back to Brooklyn for my apartment that I'm in now. But then I'm going back to this place off um, Logan Circle, y'all. I am so excited. Super cute. And, like, walkable from, walkable from everything you can imagine. A supermarket, the bars, and what else? I, I, I don't know because I, I don't know the area. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> uh, I just was more interested in the fact you just said supermarket. Like, who the fuck? A supermarket. It's who, like a... Who are you? First of all, this is not like more of like a marqueta. This is definitely not... Um, Super market. I, I, I'm not far from Whole Foods, but... I I'm close like by a marqueta where like you know the the everything has GMOs but there's also like tacos <laughs> and like cola champagne there Inca cola so it's definitely would be such a good environment for me I mean it'd be convenient place and everything and again we're gonna be planning so much more meetups especially off Logan Circle now that I have just at your apartment um, <laughs> no, we can have some different kinds of meetups at my apartment sweetie um, but yeah so we are planning so many so many things uh, in preparation for season yes. five. But, like you said, we couldn't help but make a pre-premiere episode because today on July... What, what day is it today? July 16th? Mm-hmm. Um, Nelly's Sports Bar, after a, after a month of kind of avoiding the issue, has finally launched a third apology regarding the whole Keisha Young situation that happened about a month ago. 
Yes, yes. And again, we're delivering because y'all are in both our inboxes because there's, you know, more than one of us. Yes. Uh, Can we address that? Like, we are different people. Like, we are talking at the same time right now. We are Uh, not the same person. (laughs) (laughs) No, it's just so funny because uh, we started this years ago, right? Before Mm -hmm. TikTok. And now (laughs) people think that we're the same person, even though we don't look the same, act the same, sound the same. And it is just. The bane of Raffi's existence, y'all. I don't care, but Raffi is so upset. So, like, please stop. No, I don't want... First of all, don't make... Because he hurts me. No, I I tell him to post more. That's all I say. (laughs) (laughs) Okay? Keep that new-new in the edit. (laughs) Um, But no, uh, so, basically, the situation is, y'all, that... Over the course of a month, and the reason why we decided to talk about this solely on the Spotify from now on is because we got a total of nine videos reported. Some got put back up, but most of our videos from Nelly's got taken down. Honestly, um, I mean, y'all know how the game works in, in TikTok and real world. You know, you, you weaponize reporting, comments, likes, whatever, whatever. And I get it. You know, we all do what we do. But, you know, our videos were getting pulled down for random things that had nothing to do with it. Yes. And, you know, which is hurting small black and brown content creators like us. Because, you know, we need to create a fund, hopefully. And, uh, <laughs> <laughs> we are not in the creator fund. And that's because, again, we are not in good standing with TikTok. Because of all the spam um, reporting that we got, because of the Nelly situation. And it just goes to show you also, like, how the TikTok is, like, how the algorithm works for, like, white supremacy. Because you could report these racist as white videos all day and nothing happens to them. And so thank you guys for coming over to our Spotify, uh, iTunes, uh, to listen to our full episode about the situation. Because we've been wanting to talk about it, but we were trying to figure out the safest way to do it without having it taken down. Because we're real people in the city, you know, D.C. residents just like y'all. And we've worked really hard for our platform, and we don't want to lose it to to some spammers that just have nothing better to do. So let's get into this apology, because first, before we go into the apology, I kind of want to dissect the demands that the Palm Collective, that Harriet's Dream, um, set in forth for Nellie to do in order to reopen In Good Graces with the community. Um, I think that's very important. That way we know if this third apology um, is worth it. And again, if you are not or new to the situation at Nelly's and you want a refresher, go up back to our TikToks. We have several videos still up. Again, they're not in consecutive orders because they were taken down and then put back up and then taken down and put back up. Um, so don't look up my news now. <laughs> you just took my phone, y'all. You don't do that oh. with a gay man. Oh my gosh. First of all, we've seen it, we're done. Who cares? First of all, I'm about to die anyway. But let's go through these demands. And I'm going to go through the, the five demands set forth by the Palm Collective and again, other other organizations. And again, shout out these people. I, I remember when We Don't Do It went live. I remember when We Don't Do It went live, you know, during the boycott, the first boycott at, at Nelly's. And can you tell me about the energy? During the first boycott, if the people weren't there, if they don't really the know the party, story. that was the energy was so electric, and everyone was in the understanding that we were there for the same uh, cause uh, to support uh, Keisha through this and to ensure that these bars were upholding uh, black and brown women's safety, uh, especially as it trickles down to transgender women. Uh, so it was just a very uplifting platform. Everyone had a like the space to just come and it was majority black and uh, it, several moments where black and brown people were able to be uplifted and speak about the issues um, so all in all it was such an 
extraordinary experience that I wish I could have gone to the other boycotts, but Mama, she had to start working, she got a new job, <laughs> things didn't amount to uh, what it was. But again, it just showed what is missing in D.C., a space where black and brown music is played, a space that. where uh, black and brown safety is not needed to be policed. There were police officers for a block party. For what? For what? It's a block party, not a protest. Right, because again, the historical context, right, this was, is, Chocolate City, mm-hmm. and um, doesn't feel like it at all. No, Willy Wonka is always watching, sweetie. <laughs> so I'm going to go through these demands. So the first demand, Nellie's and its owner, Doug Schnantz, must <laughs> issue... Can we talk about how you say that name first? Doug Schnantz. <laughs> I was what you said, Schnantz. I don't know what it is. It's Schantz. Schantz. Why are you saying it over, you know, it's Schantz. Frog. <laughs> it's giving, it's giving Schwarzenegger. No, Nelly, <laughs> Nelly's and his owner, Doug Schantz, must issue a full public apology to Keisha. So based on what they posted today, July um, 16th, y'all, you know, we in the future, we in the past here. We haven't read it yet. So it, in the, from what I, what we have read it, we haven't read it to y'all yet, but you will see that they do address the situation with Keisha, but they do not actually publicly apologize to Keisha. All right, y'all. I don't want y'all to accuse us of being biased. So Rafi has the apology up posted by Nelly today on July 16th. We in the past, y'all. Okay, if you listen in the future. And I have the demand set set forth by our activists uh, at Palm Collective DC and other people. At number one, we have Nelly and his owner, Doug Schnantz, must issue a full public apology to Keisha. Did they do it, Rafi? Um, it starts off by saying for for 14 years we've been open we've opened our doors at Nellie's to welcome everyone and we always will. That sentence already just negates um, the fact that several black people have black people have accounted misgendered being misgendered being thrown around being aggressively manhandled for no reason for minimal actions. Um, so that already does not ring true. I fully agree with you in that um, in, in that in that opening statement you all. It's a defense. And I wonder why companies or when people get called out, why they always go to this defense. Like, I've always done this. Period. I've been doing this. And and that's not what the issue is. The issue is you have to apologize. Why can't we just say, first and foremost, we're sorry to the the young woman. So when did they say that? Uh, Right in the beginning. That was the first sentence. For 14 years, we've opened our doors at Nellie's to welcome everyone. And we always will. Period. On June 12th, uh, Keisha Young... One of our customer, one of our customers, was treated inappropriately, unsafely, and disrespectfully by a security vendor. And again, really watching their words, they're saying it was a vendor; it was not an employee by us. Again, pushing away accountability. And I'm telling y'all right now, as we keep reading, you're not going to hear anything directly said to Keisha. It's more again a PR stunt telling their white, uh, loyal fan base. Listen. We're trying to fix this. Uh, be patient with us, but these motherfuckers won't leave us alone. This is what the energy we're getting. That's a T. That is a T. But do you want to read the okay, second as okay. I keep going? Number two, Nelly's owner and management team must agree to attend a public community listening session so that they um, actually hear the words of black and brown people that uh, are patrons that uh, want to feel safe in spaces, not just here, but all across DC. You know what I'm saying? Um, but I, I don't think that was really apparent. They did talk about they hired new management. I mean, who is this new manager? Um, on, June, uh, on June 12th, Keisha Young, 
one of our customers was inappropriate uh, was treated inappropriately unsafely and disregarded by a security vendor. As previously stated, the the individual and his company responsible for the incident were terminated with immediate effect. The regulatory and possible legal matters surrounding the incident with Mrs. Young is still evolving, and we will we will share additional information if and when we are able to. We'll get to that in a second, y'all. Uh, to be clear, we are very sick, sorry that this horrible incident occurred, and we are sorry for what happened with Miss Young, and we apologize to her for how <laughs> she was treated. So, in in a third party kind of way, saying we're sorry to her. No, that is to say, that's like me saying, can you tell Nunu I'm sorry to her for saying her wig's ugly? You know what I'm saying? I don't know because <laughs> my, my wig has never. <laughs> Never. But y'all know what I'm saying. It definitely Correct, is right, right, right. it's definitely off it's off the mark and they know exactly what, is, what they're doing and they're very calculated because they, they they can't apologize to Keisha because then they would they admit they're wrong. They admit they're wrong and that would open the lawsuit. So they're still talking about PR. They're n- really not trying to rectify anything. Honestly, if they were willing to rectify, they would not be thinking about uh money. Because honestly, to be wholeheartedly Right now, it's giving, like, they're just going to go down under right now as of now. Because they're not learning. They're not growing. And if you're not going to learn and grow, you're going to die out. No one's going to support you. It's almost like, I don't want to, like, jump too off off the bandwagon. Tell it, sister. Because I I don't know if our listeners even follow this story. But do you know who Gabby Hanna is? I know that, and I'm not going to shame you, Ravi, but, you know, Wait Don't Do It does share a share YouTube account. And Ravi searches, y'all. Just give me pause. But Gabby Hanna is in those searches multiple times. <laughs> <laughs> um, I just like to watch, like, drama unfold. And it's been very interesting to watch this person do a lot of harm to a lot of people and just lead in with defensiveness and not accountability. And this is what is repeating now. And it's just it's just very transparent, especially in now and age, when we have the words and the, the ability to articulate our emotions and to see through the bullshit. Uh, so let's keep reading uh, before we go into the third uh, topic because as as I've read through the demands that Palm Collective and Harriet's dreams have set forth, I'm realizing that we're going to have to just read this apology because we need to keep going. Um, before we can dissect if they really uh, went through the, the, Absolutely. the apology. Absolutely. Go ahead, girl. So in addition to the termination of the security vendor, Nellie's temporarily paused operation to allow a thorough review of the incident to be conducted. We also used time, used the time to additional, to add additional resources so that nothing like this happens in the future. Uh, we, we, as a, I, this is not me reading, but this would be a moment where I'd be interested to see what those are, but let's see if they continue to list those. Uh, we are committed to restoring our customers and community's faith in Nelly's to always be <laughs> safe and welcoming space to all our guests. So clearly that is the message they're trying to come across. We are trying to get y'all to believe that we are a safe space for y'all for y'all again. But we are not doing anything really transparent for y'all to believe that. When I look at these demands, um, I, I noticed, I know I'm jumping ahead, but on number four it did say they wanted uh, them to release the video footage of the full we'll interaction there. between we'll security and Keisha. And of course earlier in the apology they said... They can't. They'll share details when they yeah. can. But again, it's a lawsuit, and as a business, you know you have to think about what is savvy for for, for you at the end of the day, which includes not wasting that, your money and admitting guilt. Because if you I admit was, guilt, you're losing money. I was going to say that later in the topic. I wanted to touch on that because at this point, we are we have to start. 
I'm tired of putting capitalism over human emotion and trauma and real realness. And this is not about no more. This is like this is like saying like after George Floyd, what happened to George Floyd, that that the family will be somehow bought or feel okay because they were they were they want a settlement. No, this is not what it's about. It's not about that. It's about the accountability. It's about if you change, if you take accountability right now, you're setting forth a new pattern. But it, which if you, what if you're trying to do is watch out for your legal stuff, you don't care about what you did to the person. And at the end of the day, I don't care about no lawsuit. This is human emotion. You what you did was wrong and just accept what you did was wrong. Period. It's not a lawsuit. Don't make this girl go through a trial. That is literally just gonna just add more trauma to it. Just yeah. accept that you're wrong, pay the settlement, and move on. But what they're trying to do is not doing that. So let's keep going. Ooh, ooh, ooh. Because again, this is why I wanted. I I want to make it very clear that I've wanted to talk about this since the new updates have been unraveling. But I wanted to just let let it. Let it, first of all, be dissected by the Palm Collective. I wanted the Palm Collective and Harry Stream to have the floor for this conversation. Um, and now that we're seeing the third apology, I just have to, you know, step in and also see, like, state the conversation with Nunu. Because this has to be dissected even more so. Um, so, uh, let's see here. In addition to the termination of vendor, Nelly's temporarily closed. Okay. To that end, we want to inform our customers and our community to, to the following actions. Nelly's has named Ruby Corrado um, as our new manager and director of community engagement. Ms. Corrado, who also serves as an executive director for Casa Ruby, has a 29-year career as a passionate advocate on behalf of the LGBTQ bilingual and multicultural community in the Washington, D.C. metropolitan area. She will assist in ensuring that all of Nellie's staff receiving ongoing diversity sensitivity training that will focus on concerning LGBTQ people of color. Um, so I'm guessing that's talking about race sensitivity training. Uh, since our opening more a more a dec- the, since our opening more than a decade ago, Nellie's has given more than one million dollars to the community in direct and in kind support to a wide array of organizations. We will com- um, I want to I want to put a period on that and also to let y'all know that one of those communities is the Young Republicans Club. Let's keep going. We will continue to be proactive, supportive, uh, support diverse communities, diverse meaning Republicans, um, especially those nonprofits at aiding marginalized neighborhoods and residents. Hmm. Um, we have created a customer feedback page on our website. Um, this is after they comment silenced all their comments for all their apologies. This is the first apology they've done where they left the comments open on Facebook, by the way. Who uses Facebook? Nobody. Um, we have created a customer feedback page on our website, and our concerns reported will be acted upon within 72 hours. So basically saying, wait three days after, make sure the concussion has set aside before we reach out to you. All of our managers and staff have completed professional conflict and de-escalation training and regular and routine training on the future is now part of the onboard process to be an employee. Uh, During the ongoing pandemic, Nellie's was forced to close like other businesses and dedicated itself to a vital, to being a part of, to being a vital part of the community by using its own resources to provide free meals Again, waving their dicks. Uh, first report, first responders and workers 
involved in serving in the community in the health crisis. This will continue. Uh, Oh, my God, I want to get to that in a second. Uh, Nelly is racially, ethnically, and generally diverse. I'm so annoyed by this statement already. Um, it always so they're telling y'all that they have black friends. It always has and always will. We will reopen and serve our community employment to our 50 employees. All of us at Nelly's renewed our mission to be inclusive, welcoming, and safe space for the women of color. Women for all people of color. They have not said black at all in this sentence, <laughs> by the way. For the entire LGBT plus community and community for all of our neighbors and friends. We also recognize that being an inclusive business is an ongoing process. We're ever forever learning. We're learning every day. And we pledge to continue to celebrate ways to be better. We promise to see you, listen to you, and embrace you to the welcome, to be feel welcome each night. Doug Schwantz or Chance and the Nellie's family. And they put the Nellie's logo under it. So and, and the comments are again turned off on Instagram um, currently. So and right now, again, most of the likes are coming from either uh, white people or black people that I know only fuck white guys. So let's keep going. I am going to go back to the next demand, which is saying Nellie's must continue to pay Nellie's black staff during the boycott until demands are met. Um, I wonder how we would be able to not only enforce it, but you know, justify it. Um, let's just let's just go back. Let's just read the 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 five demands from the top. Now that we've read all that, from the top, Nunu pull up the demands. Number one, Doug Schnitz and the team must issue apology to Keisha. They did not do that because they issued an apology. They 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 said they played telephone with the apology with Keisha, um, and they showed literally no accountability still to this day about the situation. They said that it happened through a vendor. Still, keep going. Nelly's owner mm-hmm. and management team must agree to attend public mm-hmm. community listening sessions, which they haven't since they turned their comments off. <laughs> um, and so they said that they've they've opened this feedback page and they'll get back to you in three days. That doesn't already feel serious. If, if again, if you have concerning feedback, especially now that it's racial regarding race, I think that's immediate feedback. I think telling some people already like seventy two hours, bitch, that's that's a week. Things could happen in a course of half a week. Um, so I think that is also already giving a sign. But I wanted to dissect a little further about the uh, hiring Ruby Cardoro, uh, Corado as the director of community engagement. These are steps that previous uh, bars like Pitchers and JRs have done to clean up their rap. This is the same play-by-play. They've worked with Casa Ruby before, and like I said, I I cannot fully go into what Casa Ruby does. I'm not going to speak for what their mission is, but it just gives... It gives uh, gives an action plan that we've seen before, and I also want to direct something very clearly. They hired a Latino woman... To yeah. be the engagement person, da 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 da. Um, that's already giving performative because y'all's issue is with the black community, and they didn't even acknowledge black in the apology, and so it's basically hiring. Oh, to me, a white woman to be the face of diversity of your community. Does that make sense? I, I feel like, you know, I haven't necessarily agreed with some of these interpretations you, you've offered here. I think that looking at the whole spiel, 
hiring someone of color is a step towards diversity. I guess we can't assume that she can't provide adequate and socially responsible service Has to it worked at multiple pictures? communities. Has it worked at pictures? I know there are really popular drag queens who are now inclusively directors at Aloha's and as such. You know Aloha. what I mean? Whatever these places are, I don't know. <laughs> I, I don't know. I don't know because I don't care. Um, <laughs> um, you know, and certain gyms have hired inclusivity directors. Yeah, and let's uh, talk about, do you want to go into those conversations or do you want to be messy? It, it, it's, it's just... Let's be fully But I can agree. I can see why he's reforming no, it because has anything changed? I guess not. You're right. Has anything happened with pictures? No. Has anything happened with that gym that I used to work at? No. Um, and they've hired diversity boards. And again, these diversity boards are not inclusive. Why are we hanging? Why are we hiring people for a queer community? Like I guess I don't know. Let me just let's pull up Casa Ruby while we dissect this. Because can you pull up Casa Ruby while I'm talking about? That? I I can. Yeah. Uh, just because I want to be fully, I want to know what I'm talking about when I say this. But it doesn't feel like the correct response. It seems like they haven't really taken a step forward to work with the Palm Collective or Harriet Stream, who have been the people who've been spearheading most of the campaigns for this. Um, and I want to also make it stressingly clear that this apology and all this came after, they opened and they got so much backlash that <laughs> there was a human chain around the door. I remember that. And so I must remind y'all that this is so reactionary, that this is not proactionary. They, if, if no one, they thought that they were going to open and no one was going to care. And that is a fact. That is actually a fact. And, you know, it's a bold move, Schnitz. It's and, a bold move, Schnitz. <laughs> and so can, we pulled up the mission for um, for Casa Ruby. And I just want to show it right here. Um, our mission is to create a success... Uh, to create success life... Girl. Okay. So we have pulled up the mission and vision for Casa Ruby. I'm going to read it quickly. Our mission is to create a success life stories. That's a really valid sentence. It's a really no shade. I'm English. I was an English teacher, so uh, our mission is to create success life stories among transgender, genderqueer, gender nonconforming, gay, lesbian, and bisexual individuals. Okay. Our vision is to create a world where transgender, genderqueer, and gender nonconforming people pursue their dreams and achieve success in their lives without fear, discrimination, harassment, or violence due to their sexual orientation and or gender identity slash gender expression. Now, we looking at the history of it, honey, uh, we, we have Miss Ruby J. Corrado born in El Salvador. Okay. Yeah, that's my people. Um, where she, you know, has dedicated herself. She's self-made. She's an advocate, and we love to see it. Um, she's a nationally recognized sensitivity trainer, so she's focused on social justice issues um, for a lot of queer people. Um does seem to be just queer people, which is cool. I it does not speak. I'm not seeing a lot of black people on this. In it this doesn't site. speak about the intersections within the queer community, and I think that's what I noticed. And I think when you think about addressing the main issue, like Rafi mentioned earlier, it is a black issue at the end of the day. Um, and of course, there's many intersections being identifying as a woman, identifying as queer, and, and right in the in the sort, but. I, 
I feel like a blanket solution may not address all of the intricacies and the nuances of, again, this, this experience that uh, Keisha and so many other patrons have, have felt and expressed before. And again, we're also coming in it from our own experience. You know, mm-hmm. Nellie's has been around, and anyone who's been around and gay has been to Nellie's, right? Mm-hmm. And, you know, we've been there. And in my experience, did I feel comfortable? And when I say comfortable, I mean not worried about anything possibly happening, feeling uh, culturally represented in the staff, in the environment, in the population, in the music. Of course not. I mean, mm-hmm. that's just not what Nelly's is. It never has been. Um, the next two demands, again, are releasing the video footage, the full video footage, which they would not be able to if they are in the lawsuit. Because that would just clearly show the evidence of the situation. And that's clearly something that the Palm Collective and Harriet's Dream have very much advocated for, um, including back in previous, even um, Keisha Young's attorney, I forgot his name, somewhere. We'll go back to one of the videos, y'all. Go back to one of the videos. Um, And he brought that up as well. Like, we would love to see the tapes. We would love to clear up why Keisha was fighting back. Because, again, it was a case of mistaken identity. Y'all were trying to come after her cousin inappropriately for no reason. Correct. And the last um, demand is just giving reparations to the black, queer, and trans community of D.C. and remain shut down until demands one through four are met. So what does reparations look like in, in, in this case? I do want to remind people that in just today, you know, New York signed a bill for reparations. Mm, wonderful. And um, there, there are communities, cities, places around uh, our country who are adopting those uh, those policies, but I still want to know what does that actually look like. I want what to Nelly's what that looks like is that statement they said where they've given over one million dollars over the course of the decade to organizations. None of them again being in again based off their apology, based off their who they reached out to for a black issue. None of them have been black. <laughs> so and so to me, reparations could have been at the very least supporting um, the organizations that have been again. having a coalition towards equity for people of color in these bars and these spaces, Um, collaborating with places like, even though I I feel like they would never want that, but again, we have As You Are Bar coming out, who is going to be a spearheader for diversity and inclusion in queer spaces in D.C. And so there's definitely resources that have been set forth um, that other places could have been collaborative, but it's literally following what... um, the person who was cybering bullying me during the whole Nelly situation, um, it's the same thing that that person did. And we saw that that person is still capable of calling people fat, misgendering people at, the, at nights, and um, grooming young queer people in D.C. So, again, these these logistically are not intersectional changes. None of them really hit the nail on the head towards what we were asking for as a community. And that's why, from day one, when I was asked, I want to be fully clear that... I, um, in an interview for, C- for, for the CW news station, I said um, that if they didn't meet the, the demands to shut them down, and I still stand by my statement because that's what Keisha Young said, and I will always support the person who was afflicted by the situation. And Keisha said, shut that shit down. I don't want to see that shit. And I stand by my statement. They, I knew this was going to happen. We were giving too yeah, much... Right, right. We were giving too much... Uh, I, were we supposed to believe that they were going to listen? No. They tried to open. Their, the, Asian, uh, the Asian bartender uh, 
was out there posting the night, the day before, um, about the day of the, their opening, saying, I'm back, bitches, come see me at Nelly's. Like, does that show remorse? Does that show any sort of, 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 of empathy? No. This is clearly a false statement, and this is why it cannot be tolerated. And I'm tired of seeing, like, again, people just like it, because this is, a, this is an apology for white people and for black and Latino people and Asian people and all the other people that just align themselves with white supremacy, and that's just a fact. If you see this as a viable apology, then you have not critically thought about what the subject at hand was about in the first place, which is protecting black women in these spaces and making sure that happens through intersectional changes, not repetitive uh, action plans. So where do we go from here? What comes next in in addressing this? Um, What happens when, you know, now, I guess, is open now? Is that what it's saying? What's happening? Again, I don't also want to fully... Because like I said, guys, we y'all at home, we are a podcast. We are an entertainment podcast. We also have a political point of view, and we will always speak facts about situations going on in D.C. But I don't know all the facts about what's going on. If I highly encourage you guys to go uh, support Palm Collective, to support Harriet's Dream, to support HIPS. Um, these are organizations that are black and brown coalitions uh, for change for black communities in D.C., um, again, I'm not. I do not want to. De- I do not want to just de- degrade all the work that Casa Ruby has done and accomplished. But I don't think this is their fight to have. I think they can be uh, allies to the situation. I think they could speak during these situations. But this was definitely a moment for them to be like, "This is not our issue. This is so." Th- you know who to reach out for this. There's so many other organizations that could have uh, led this coalition, but that was not seen. So at home, we just want you guys. Uh, and I'm sorry I'm saying guys so much. I know that we have a lot of queer people at home. So yes, yeah, offended me and my homegirl. <laughs> <laughs> I hate when people say guys. Uh, but I get. But I'm in the I'm in the zone of just uh, releasing a lot of opinions about what's been going on, and I want to just echo what everyone's been saying. They need to meet these demands. Until they meet these demands, we need to drain this place dry. And closing this place down is not something that's going to keep me up at night. Okay, just to be fucking clear about that. Yeah, what would you say to the black and brown trans um, and drag performers that are being in these bars and having to perform here and knowingly stepping into a space is not fully seeing their presence? Right. I want to speak to my drag performers, my drag artists in the city. Um, because I, I get it. It's a, it's a tough position. You know, Monique Hart spoke about it on season 10. Like, you know, you need to make sure your bills are paid. Mm-hmm. But, you know, you need to speak out on things. I just hope that... I just hope that you align yourself and are in a protected area and energy um, when you're in these spaces. Because, again, I, I get it. You've been booked ahead. People are paying you. People are coming to see you. This is your life. This is what you want to do. Mm-hmm. And, you know, you don't have to spear up a fight. You don't have to spear up, you know, leadership and change, you know, for, for our whole community. But I just want everyone to reflect on their place and what their actions are doing. Yes. And how they can continue to promote equity for black and brown queer people in this city um, as we face gentrification, as we still are on the fight for statehood and livable wages and so many other issues, mm-hmm. you know, the, the basics, right? Um, and that, that's just what I want. That, that, that's it, because that's all we can do in some senses, right? Because we don't know everyone's story. We don't know everyone's fight. But if you're able to help, if you're able to 
uh, rally and add to this cause. We definitely want to do that. That's why we're talking about this issue. Um, and again, just giving perspective. You know, we're just two queer people in the city, just like a lot of you. And I want to be clear that there are so many other accounts that we can that you guys can support if you want to follow more in depth with the Palm Collective. DC Homos is also a, a huge advocate for this situation. Uh, Preston Mitchum. Um, um, so thank you guys so much. Thank you all for coming in and sitting down with us to listen about this topic. I really want y'all to know that I talk about this with complete honesty and the passion of a Leo yeah. who turned 29. Um, oh gosh. And, I, can, and, I keep um, forgetting you're like five years older than me. I, you're psychotic. I'm about to have the hottest girl summer, not going to Nelly's, but I'm, y'all, I'm about to live in Logan Circle. I'm about to live near all those bars and... Let's let's put the let's let's put, I won't be in Logan Circle at the time of this, but y'all, if y'all want more content and y'all are just white knuckling it for the next episode, we are only two weeks away from our season premiere of season five. You can find us on July thirtieth on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, YouTube, IGTV, and wire podcasts are so honey, 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 honey. And on TikTok, I guess. Of course, um, and y'all. And I'm really excited because we're going to be celebrating the season five premiere at number nine on July 30th at 7 p.m. We're going to be doing a meetup with several other queer TikTokers. And make sure to follow us, girls, on all the socials at Wait Don't Do It Podcast on Instagram, WDI Podcast on Twitter, and Talk Honey. Uh, we're like 12,000, 13,000. 12,000, y'all. Thank you so much for supporting the podcast. Thank you for doing Washingtonian Probs for literally reposting us every week. Thank you. That means a lot. It's helping us get there. And if you have it in your time and your little hearts, make sure you nominate us for Best Local Instagram Account and uh, Performance Artist on Best of D.C. sponsored by Washington City Paper. Make sure you nominate Rafi for Best Personal Trainer and your girl Nunu Paris for Best Visual Artist as well. Link in our bio. As always, and all the links, okay? Rafi's Instagram, New New Paris, y'all's Instagram, at We Don't Do It's Instagram, all the links will lead you to the nominations because we want to win, we want to see you, and we want to keep growing. That's what this is about. So, again, go to our Instagram, go to our TikTok. It's on our link tree. You'll see vote for us or nominate us. Thank you guys so much for all the support. It means so much, and we cannot wait to see you guys on July 30th at number 9 with all the other fun queer TikTokers that we're talking to right now. So I will see you guys later. I can stop saying you guys. I I will see y'all later. And adios. Season five, July thirtieth. Be there or be queer.